eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Spits and Suds. So glad to have you here on this Friday. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. You. Saw what happened last night with Miro Haskinen, and we're very pleased to be joined by Leah Usumakopoulos from the Dallas Morning News. She's the beat writer for the Dallas Morning News regarding your Dallas Stars doing a heck of a job, and she was kind enough to join us. Just got out of the press conference. How are you, Leah? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, let's talk about the news with Pete DeBoer. What was said, and tell me kind of the temperature in the room. Yeah, so as we all saw, Miro Haskinen got injured last night during the third period of the loss to the Avalanche. It was not a great-looking play. He collided with his own goaltender, Scott Wedgwood, and uh, Pete DeBoer said last night they'd give us an update today, and we got that. Uh, Haskinen's going to have some additional testing done, but he was ruled week to week. Uh, Pete DeBoer did specify that it was not season-ending, that he would not have surgery, which is a good thing, but at the same time, when Jake Ottinger was ruled week to week, none of those words were used at all about surgery or season ending or anything. So it's got to make you think that maybe this week to week is a little more week to week than what Ottinger was. Um, So that could be a little bit concerning. If you look at the replay, Haskinen's leg kind of bent under him and Wedgwood fell on top of him. So it looks painful, even though in the moment he looked okay, but of course he left and didn't return for the rest of the game. And, you know, that's a, a massive loss for the stars and probably the last player they want to lose on that team right yeah, now. Absolutely. The quarterback indeed. And it's one of those things where hockey's very old school. They're new school in many ways, but old school when it comes to explaining injuries. So right now it's just an injury. I'm sure we'll find out it's a lower body injury, but, you know, week to week could be month to month. I mean, we just we just don't know. And you're right. We saw it with Ottinger. That's right. Yeah. It, it, you got to think he'll be out for at least a couple of weeks, just as Ottinger was. I think Ottinger's been out for about three or so now. But, uh, you know, he's been practicing again and things are looking up for him. He he wasn't on the ice today, but they said it was just a maintenance day for his his rehab. So he should be back hopefully in the next week or so. But uh, there's going to be a lot defensively that the Stars are going to have to figure out in Haskinen's absence, especially in a 
a group of blue liners that haven't quite been the strength of the team this year. All right, take us inside the room last night, Leah, after the game. You know, tough when you let a point slide like they did last night. And then on top of that, knowing that their star defenseman probably will be out for for a bit. I know it's a next man up mentality, but what was the mood like inside the room? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the game, they were all just very frustrated. They felt like that was a game that they deserved to win. And really until the 59th minute, they they probably did, maybe a few minutes before that. You know, the third period wasn't their strongest once Haskinen went out. But, you know, they they had a two-goal lead with 10 minutes left in that game. You you think you should win a game like that. And especially how the first game against Colorado went during the season where they blew a three-goal lead to lose 6-3, to three, they were hopeful that there wouldn't be a similar outcome. And yet another crushing defeat in a central division race that is very tight. It was three points that separated the first place avalanche from the third place stars entering the game. And, you know, that's now grown to four or five points. So it's, it's one of those races that as we saw last season could come down to a single point. And, you know, they were, they were pretty disappointed to not only lose one of those points, but then give two away to, um, such a big rival. And as for the injury to Haskinen, you know, we asked a couple players about it. We spoke with uh, Matthew Shane, Scott Wedgwood, Joe Pavelski, and they all agreed, you know, he's a huge loss. They feel his presence when he's on the ice and, and when he's not there, but, uh, today, very much that next man up mentality. Uh, you know, Thomas Harley is someone who you're going to have to expect to step up. Uh, Niels Lundqvist was someone who has had a bit of a tough go this season, but um, you know, he's played on the power play. He could see some action in overtime, so he may be able to fill some of those roles that Haskinen plays for the team. Pete DeBoer, after the game, mentioned pretty sternly that you notice that all the goals from the Avalanche were from their biggest players. Our biggest players need to, and I'm paraphrasing, our biggest players need to step up. I'm Mm -hmm. guessing he was mentioning Robertson? Yeah, it seemed like something happened there um, where Robertson was, I don't know if he was benched or, I'm I'm not totally sure we actually didn't ask about that um which we should next time we maybe when we talk to them tomorrow uh something happened and you know the top line has been an interesting storyline all season because at times of the season you know Pete DeBoer has kind of defended them and said even though people are down on them and they're not producing like they have in other years you know they're still leader Robertson's still the team's leader in points you know Pavelski's still been scoring especially on the power play Rope Hintz has had some great nights he had his hat trick a few uh, games ago, you know, there's been shining moments for them, but then at the same time, he was the one to to switch up the lines and put Robertson on the third line, you know, a month or so ago. And as you said last night, he he spoke not so great about them. But you know, my my takeaway from that message is five goals get scored by the top line in Colorado. They they were fantastic, and Dallas had no answer for them. And you know, Dallas has taken some pride in having depth and depth scoring and being able to, you know, have all of its lines produced, which did happen last night. But, you know, especially in overtime, you needed you needed a hero when Miro Haskinen wasn't in there and they just didn't get that last night. So for Stars fans wondering, and I know if you are, cap flexibility is just not there right now. So therefore, what you have is what you have as far as a defenseman. So um, as Leah mentioned, Nils Lundqvist will see action now, and you'll see more of uh, Joel Hanley. And I'm guessing, and I wanted to get your thoughts, Leah, I'm thinking that 
uh, Thomas Harley will take that number one role as far as minutes. Yeah, I think I think that's a safe bet. I, I mean, he's been the stars besides Haskinen, the best defenseman on the ice this season. Um, you know, last year he wasn't quite ready, as Pete DeBoer said during training camp. He went down to the AHL, played you know a, a season there, moved his way up late in the year, and he's he's been great this year. He's been you know a very pleasant surprise, and they've really focused on his development, and it's it's been paying off. But you know, DeBoer said today, I asked him specifically about Thomas Harley, and he said. You know, Thomas Harley is not going to replace Miro Haskinen. Thomas Harley knows that. Everyone in the locker room knows that. The fans should know that. So it, you can't replace a Miro Haskinen with one player, especially one player that's in that unit right now. So it is going to have to be a committee approach, which is a little bit difficult because there maybe aren't a whole lot of players that have the abilities that Miro has to contribute in that sense. You know, a Ryan Suter, an Essa Lindell, a Yanni Hockenpah, their strengths are not the same as Miro Haskinen's strengths. And, you know, Hawk and Pond and Lindell have been great on the, the penalty kill this year, but, you know, you're not going to have them quarterbacking your, your power play. So yeah. there's, there's some situations that are, that are tough in Miro's absence, but yeah, I think you can expect some more weight to be put on, on Thomas Harley's shoulders for sure. And as you said, we'll be seeing uh, Lundquist and, and Hanley in there together now. Radic Foxa mentioned a lot on social media. Um, after the game for not being able to score with the Colorado open net. I wanted to get your opinion on the scratch rotation. Uh, it looks very similar. Lundquist, Delandria, and then Foxa, um, Hanley. So mm-hmm. I wanted to get your thoughts. Um, Will, do you think we'll see Delandria back in on Saturday? Yeah, I think Pete DeBoer kind of, um, he's, he can be a little predictable in, in that sense in terms of, uh, line changes you know when they win he's not going to touch anything when they lose people are going to get switched so i think there's a chance for that when it comes to fox's uh empty netter at least based on the replay we were talking about it a little bit today it looks like it was tipped so i don't know if he just completely missed it he may have felt that he did but um i think it was tipped so you got to cut him a little bit of sock on that i guess but of course you know when that when that moment happened you could kind of feel the momentum shift and when they didn't score there you could feel colorado had a chance to to tie it up which of course they did uh but i think you know pete de Boer's talked a lot about that fourth line and the rotations obviously all four of those players the, of those forwards have been shifted in and out and he said you know players make a case to be in and players make a case to be out usually the decisions made for him and he did mention the empty netter in his opening comments uh last night that that was a a pretty tough moment for them so i don't know if that's the moment that would uh you know lead to foxa being benched but when you're on that fourth line it's it's kind of night in and night out and things like that can um, can lead to you sitting the next game. And I did tell Stars fans last night on our uh, post-pod edition of Spits and Suds that the NHL giveth, like a few weeks back in Nashville, where they picked up basically two points, but definitely mm-hmm. a point that, you know, would normally not happen. And last night, mm-hmm. you know, they took that point back. Right. Exactly. That's that's been kind of the the trend of the season. And, you know, the Stars got a little bit of a taste of, of their own medicine last night. They've been winning some and stealing some wins or some points that maybe they didn't necessarily deserve from the first 40 or 50 minutes of play. So it's going to happen. It's a long season. You know, not every night's going to be a perfect outing. And it does just it's a little unfortunate when it's against a division rival and a race that's so tight. 
like this one. Did you get a chance to talk to Jake Ottinger yet about making the All-Star game and how he's feeling? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we haven't. Usually when players are injured, they're not available to the media, but we are supposed to be hearing from him uh, this weekend, which is a good sign both yeah. for for his injury, if he's going to be available we uh we did talk to scott wedgwood about it though last night and he didn't even know that uh that ottinger was selected until we <laughs> told him but he was really happy for him and and so was pete DeBoer. i think that that selection came as a bit of a surprise to yeah. some of us um you know ottinger's been fantastic for the stars if you look at his whole body of work but you know a couple of weeks before his injury he was struggling statistically it hasn't been his best year in the nhl but um you know, you it, it's exciting to see. It's a good opportunity for him, and uh, you know, there's the I think people around the league are very high on him and believe in his potential. So it will be fun to see him in Toronto, and you know, we'll just have to see if any anyone else will be joining him from the stars. It's certainly different than other sports with you know all star games where it's almost like you have to make the pieces fit as far as a puzzle because mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's not like they're just taking all right here are the best players. You know, they have to you know, have a representative, have a goalie. And, you know, uh, like last year, there was a big, you know, thing. Is it going to be Ottinger or Hellebuck? So it's, right. it's one of, you know, it's a, it's a difficult situation, but, you know, especially being in Toronto, I think it's going to be real uh, special for, uh, for Jake. Also wanted to mention, um, get your thoughts on the play of Matt Duchesne, especially on the power play. It just seems like, um, you know, Puck going to him a lot more as far as his passing ability, the calmness on the ice. What I've been most impressed with is his work in the corners, his actual yeah. physicality, not necessarily as far as a, a, a checking forward, but just muscling and, and grabbing the puck and winning puck battles. And then just his awareness on the ice is absolutely amazing. So, you know, as a person who spends time in the room, you know, um, Tell us about the fit of Matt Duchesne, and I think Stars fans are already asking, and it's too early to ask, but I'll throw it out there to you as far as Matt Duchesne's future with this team because it seems like a great fit. It does. And you, know, you mentioned the all-star game there and Matt Duchesne was, you know, a lot of us in, in, in the media who cover the stars closely, he was our, our dark horse pick yes. because, you know, for people who are away from the team who look at the NHL, you know, broadly, they may not see it, but when you're there every day, you see the impact that Matt Duchesne has had and anyone who's watched the stars should really see it as well. He's been the most pleasant surprise of the year for for the team. And, you know, they were they were very high on him when when they signed him in the offseason. He's a veteran guy. He's, you know, played for multiple teams. He's had a lot of success, but you know, he was bought out of his contract in Nashville and probably one of the greatest steals in the league. I don't know if this stat is still true, but about a week ago, I saw that he was the either the goals leader or the points leader for players that had switched teams this season. So, you know, he's been a tremendous you know addition in a lot of areas you mentioned the power play we saw him you know on the first unit last night and uh you know that pass to Pavelski was 
a perfect one. Last night was one of those games where he didn't score, but he was pretty much a part of every goal yeah. or most of the goals that happened. And that's what he is. He's he's a playmaker. He's setting up his his line mates and his teammates. And uh, that line of him and Tyler Sagan and Mason Marshman was probably one of the biggest question marks entering the season. Now, Mason Marshman didn't totally live up to his potential and expectations last year, but he's had a great year too. Tyler Sagan's had a standout year and probably someone who hasn't gotten enough attention. And I think Matt Duchesne has played a big role in both of their success and uh you know they've done the same for him that he he likes to always credit his line mates of course but in terms of the fit on the ice it's obvious in terms of the fit in the room it's pretty much the same you know he's a really easy guy to talk to he's one of our favorites because he'll just run with questions and he's just an easy person to talk to and always happy to chat you know he uh his music has been a big part of the bonding for for the team he's played guitar with the teammates and that's something that they love and I actually spoke with him today and you know he said that he's hopeful he can stay in Dallas so um I you know you you got to think that the team's going to want to keep him around Uh, I guess it's going to depend on the price but uh he's he's been a a great addition for them and I know everyone's been been very happy with how that's turned out yeah I mean if all reports are true it'd be great to see the salary cap go up four million um, at the same time, mm-hmm. you do have that Maverick Bork, Logan Stankoven down in the AHL level ready to come up. And it'll be right. interesting how all those parts uh, can fit. But, yeah, I mean, it's just just the comfort level. And I think it's similar to Dodonoff in that when you saw him come here, it's just like, wow, a good fit in the Pete DeBoer, Pete DeBoer offensive side of things. And I just see it with Matt Duchesne as well. For sure. And it's funny because Duchesne likes to he's he's a pretty humble guy and he likes to talk about how, well, he didn't score until I don't know how many games in it was seven, eight, something like that. But once he did, it was just like the, the switch flipped and he's been everywhere. But and he and he said that I remember that night he scored his first goal for the stars. He said, you know, the first one's always the hardest. And he he definitely showed that. So it took him a little bit of time, but once he he got in a rhythm, it it hasn't stopped, and it's been fun to watch. So with the Miro Haskinen injury, even though there are cap restraints, a lot of Stars fans will be talking trades with the trade deadline right around the corner. In your circles, what do or what are you hearing, and what do you feel is the biggest position of need for this team right now? I think that everyone feels the biggest position of need is is a defenseman. And I think you have to assume they're going to try to make some move in that realm. I mean, in the forward category, the stars are pretty set. Yep. They've shown their depth. They There really isn't much need. And, you know, even the fourth line, which isn't really an a very strong offensive scoring line. You know, Pete DeBoer's talked about its ability to kind of tilt the ice and, you know, the, the impact that it's, that it's had in, in games. So I don't think there's any real concerns there. And, you know, maybe the, the Johnston Ben Dodonov line hasn't been the strongest this year, but all three of those players we know can contribute and, you know, they've had their moments as well. So I, and in terms of the goaltender situation, when Jake Ottinger is healthy, he's one of the best in, in the league, at least in terms of rising stars. And Scott Wedgwood's just been fantastic in filling in for him and I think really exceeded expectations. So there's pretty much one glaring uh, issue for the team that needs to be resolved. And you have to think that they're going to be active ahead of the trade line and a uh, trade deadline. And I think, honestly, Haskinen's injury could it's going to exacerbate some of those yep. issues and hopefully kind of 
bring some attention to to what needs to be addressed and they can't necessarily hide behind him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a great point. And, you know, the other point I wanted to bring up, you know, getting back to Duchesne, it's amazing that he's made Tyler Sagan come to life in many ways, very similar to how Wyatt Johnston has made Jamie Benz, you know, kind of reemergence, not that they were bad, but you know, it's amazing when you have that chemistry as far as a line, what you can see, because it was just a short time ago that Ben and Sagan contract seemed like they were talked about uh, on a daily basis, and that's not the case anymore. Exactly. And I think with all of those guys and, you know, Joe Pavelski included, this year has been so interesting to see just, you know, the way that the veterans have are not just, you know, veterans of a team and have their moments, but like they are, they are major contributors. You know, Matthew Shane is a 10 year plus veteran. Jamie Ben has, you know, been in the league for a while. Joe Pavelski too. I mean, and Tyler Sagan, they've all been around for a long time. And uh, the, the way that they're just, you know, a key part of the team's success. And that's something that they, they talked about a lot last year, you know, the balance of the young talent and the veterans and how they work together. And it's been fun to watch the, the fact that a Jamie Ben and a Wyatt Johnson can play so well together when they do have their moments is, is pretty cool to see. And, you know, Mason Marchment with, with Sagan and Duchesne and, you know, having hints and uh, Robertson paired with Pavelski. So I think all of those combinations are, it's an interesting dynamic to watch and uh, it's, it's been working for them. And I think, you know, Pavelski said at the end of the last season that he wasn't ready to retire. And I think now you're seeing why, and as long as it's working, I don't think any of them are, are ready to be done quite yet. And Leah, stick tap to you. You've done an amazing job. You did a really nice job covering high school football, which I know you still did partly this year. And to make that transition into the room, you know, with a brand new team, it, it's just been a perfect fit because, you know, reading your stuff and seeing your tweets, I would have thought that you've been covering this team for a few years. So, you know, quality stick tap to you on that. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Who's your favorite player in the room so far to deal with? Oh, that's a hard question. Yeah. I get that one a lot. I think one of the easiest players to talk to is Jake Ottinger. He's one of my favorites. He's from the first day that I showed up and was, you know, it's a little nerve wracking. I've never covered professional sports before. I, I spoke with him first and he kind of said, you know, if you ever need anything, you always come talk to me. So it can be a little tough when players like that go down with an injury. You don't get to talk to them as often. So he's great. And uh, in terms of personality, Tyler Sagan is always, you know, entertaining, always cracking jokes, and he uh, he keeps it light in the locker room, which uh, is always fun to to witness him kind of messing around with his teammates and us in the media too. But it's a good it's a good group of players. They're they're fun to work with, and I feel very lucky to be able to do it. You are awesome, Leah, and hope to have you back on uh, again soon. Thank you so much for joining us. And if people want to follow you, how do they do it? Obviously, pick up the Dallas Morning News or check out uh, Dallas Morning News online. And uh, how do they follow you on social? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Lassimac, L-A-S-S-I-M-A-K. Uh, and, of course, you can read me at uh, at DallasNews.com at our, at our stars page. Leah Usimakopoulos, terrific job. Stick tap. We'll have on have you on again soon. Thank you so much. I know it's a busy day with the Miro injury. Really appreciate you coming on Spits and Suds and give us an update. Thank you so much. 
Thanks, everyone, for joining us on another edition of Spits and Suds right here on 105.3 The Fan.